0: Welcome to the Velo Residential Operate for Profit Podcast with J.C. Castillo, where we help multifamily real estate owners just like you take control of their operations so they can stop stressing out and start making more money.
1: Welcome to the Velo Residential Operate for Profit Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, J.C. Castillo, founder and CEO of Velo Residential, and joining me as always is my co-pilot, the godfather of lending, Mr. Paul Peebles, National Underwriter for Old Capital Lending. Paulie, how are you doing today?
2: Oh, we're doing great, JC, here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. As you know, Old Capital does a lot of multifamily lending out there. And so we have a kind of a unique perspective on not only multifamily lending, but also how to operate properties. And the big thing that JC has come together, which I think is an excellent idea, how to operate those properties for a profit so jc uh tell us a little bit about uh what's going on with you
1: well you know paul we are super excited mostly about the guests that we have on today you know this show is really turned out to be a really fun show for you and i but really i think the value of this show is is what we're trying to do with this audience out here that listens to us these multifamily owners and that is is hey you know Um, there's a lot of people that'll teach you how to, how to, uh, buy big properties, big multifamily apartment properties. There's a lot of people that'll teach you, you know, how to raise millions of dollars for those properties. But once you get the keys, uh, to that property, you know, then what, right? So how you operate that property these days is more important than ever. And so operating for profit is really the name of the game, Paul, for this show, The the guests that we're going to have on today, uh, I think people are going to get a uh, a lot of value out of this. Is we are going to be talking today about a big problem that a lot of multifamily owners face, and that is they need to get traffic in the door at the property. Paul, so you know, look, it's it's clear that you can have a great leasing team, you can have a great office manager, you can have the best closers in the world, Paul, but if you don't have any traffic walking into that front door to come see your property. Doesn't matter how great your leasing team is. So today we're going to talk about the problem, Paul, of how to generate traffic at a big multifamily property where you're struggling to get people out there to go see your property.
2: Yeah, Brianna Casada is with um, Resident Three Hundred and Sixty, Resident Three Hundred and Sixty, and she is just an expert about driving driving individuals, possible future renters, to your property. And so she has some great insight that I thought uh, that you that you would find of value. She had this uh, this great quote. And I think, uh, JC, if you can tell us again what that, that quote was, because it, it kind of hit home uh, to me uh, about uh, apartments.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a great quote. And, and people have to listen to the episode to hear how and why she's saying this. But basically what she says is, if you need traffic at your property, go to the traffic store, which Paul, in this case, is Google. Google is running our world, as you know, Paul, and she is very, very simply saying, if you need traffic, you got to go to the place where you can get the most traffic for your property. So we're going to get into the discussion today about why and actually how you can leverage Google Ads and a free Google business listing to absolutely generate all the traffic you need to lease apartments at your multifamily property.
2: So without further ado, I want you to listen to the conversation between Brianna and JC on driving more traffic to your property.
1: Well, Brianna, hey, listen, thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule to join us today on the podcast. You know, Brianna, we have a lot of listeners out there who um, are struggling with you know, uh, getting a great marketing program or strategy put together at their property. And, uh, and, and I'd love to kind of get into your, a little bit of your story too, but the first things first, we want to answer to all listeners out there is tell us a little bit about kind of the problems that you solve for uh, typically mul- typical multifamily owners and operators out there.
3: Yeah, well, the problem, the number one problem was always we need more traffic, we need to increase our occupancy. And our solution to that is always number one, let's start off with driving Google ads paid traffic. From there, we can add on different sources. But there's always we always say if you have a traffic problem, go to the traffic store and purchase it. And that's via Google ads or Facebook ads, Instagram ads, some type of paid source to drive that traffic.
1: So let's stop right there, Brianna, you know, there's, and I've been in the business for a long time in a multifamily side. And so there are just a million different ways that you can advertise your, your big apartment property. You know, you can, you can go to Facebook, you can go to Instagram, you can go to apartments.com, which, which seems to be a very obviously uh, popular destination. Um, And you can also obviously use Google ads and, and you can use a Google business listing, Tell us in your experience, and I know you've been doing this for a while. Tell us in your experience for all of the listeners out there, what is the most effective uh, business strategy for driving traffic? And if it is Google business listings and Google ads, tell us exactly why that is.
3: Yeah, it is. We always recommend Google ads. Now, when you're thinking about driving traffic, Let's say we're comparing Google Ads to you know com or any of the ILSs, they are also advertising on Google. You'll see their their ads pop up when you're doing a Google search. But with them, if you if a prospect clicks on their ads, they go to their site there where you're bunched in with other competitors, right? Versus with Google Ads, that click goes directly to your site. They stay on there. So you're more likely to convert that traffic versus it's going to an ILS page that where you're mixed in with a bunch of competitors. And unless you have that top tier package, where you're all the way at the top on that ILS, you're less likely to get that traffic to convert. Now with Google ads, the benefit is you are getting that direct traffic to your website. You also have more flexibility, right? So you can increase and decrease your spend. You're never committed to spending a certain amount when it comes to Google Ads. One month, you really want to push that traffic. You can spend $2,000 the next year, good. You can scale that back. So you still have your online presence and maybe you want to build that wait list and you can scale it back to, let's say, $500 a month. So you have that flexibility when it comes to Google Ads. You can also customize. So your ad copy can be customized to what you have available, right? So if you only have two bedrooms available and it's your B2 floor plan that you can have specifically in those ads, that way any traffic that's coming through to your site, you know, they're looking for that specific floor plan or that bedroom type because that's what you have in your ad.
1: Brianna, tell us a little bit how... um you know, high level again, tell us a little bit about how Google ads works because, you know, for the uneducated listener out there, maybe the owner or owner operator of big multifamily properties, you know, Google ads is kind of a, a, is, is, um, is a term that gets thrown up, thrown around a lot, but tell us exactly what, what does a Google ad do and how do I pay for it? And what am I getting when I'm paying for a Google ad?
3: Yeah. So Google ads, it's part of, I mean, it's an online advertising platform that, similar to, I mean, you have uh, Bing and Facebook and all those other advertising, but it's an online advertising platform. It covers Google search. So when you're doing your Google search on there, that's one. It covers display. So Google has a display network where there's thousands and thousands of websites, mobile apps, YouTube channels, and your ads show on that as well. And then they have YouTube specific ads where in between that YouTube content, when you have those advertising breaks, you can have videos of your community show between those. So those are the different areas that you have Google ads showing and advertising with that. It is a pay per click model. So when you hear PPC, that falls under, you know, that's a type of advertising that Google is part of. So pay per click. They do have other strategies where you can pay per impression, but for the most part, it's you're paying per click. So you're only going to pay if someone, if a prospect clicks on your ads and ends up on your website.
0: If you're an apartment owner in Dallas, Fort Worth, or if you're thinking of buying in the area and you're looking for an expert property management partner that knows exactly what it takes to get you the highest return for your investment, go to operateforprofit.com to find out how you can hire Velo Residential and start investing with confidence.
1: Now let's say that, uh, you know, I mean, if, if I'm a, let's pretend that I'm an apartment, uh, renter and I'm looking for a new property or a new place to live. So the first thing I'm going to do is, is go to google.com and I'm going to go ahead and probably type in, you know, apartments in Sanger, Texas, because maybe that's, that's where I happen to live. So tell us a little bit about how Google ads works in terms of of, of, of um, presenting the advertisement to me, that person that just typed in the search bar, you know, apartments in Sanger, Texas.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So with that on the back end, on our end, all right, we want to go after that keyword. So first we need to bid for that keyword. We can't just have general, you know, Sanger is the area that we're targeting. We want to put in the keywords or the terms that we want to our ads to show up for when a prospect is searching. So on our end, we'll put in, you know, we want to bid for apartments for rent, our apartments in Sanger. From there, we then create the ad copy. So in that ad, we want to make sure number one that it's relevant to the search term. So not to go down the technical road, but there's always there's a quality score that goes with every keyword that ultimately. Google judges based off of where they're going to show you on the search and how much they're going to end up charging you. Part of that is is the ad relevant to the term. So in that ad copy, you want to write that out with your headline, you know, apartments in Sanger, new brand new apartments in Sanger. We want to put in that starting price. That way we pre-qualify that traffic. You know, we don't want someone to find out that you are out of their budget once they use your ad spend and end up on your website. So we always want to make sure that we have that on there and include your, you know, what makes your community different. And that's typically what we'll do in the back end. It's the keyword, the ad, and that's what ultimately ends up serving to the the prospect when they're doing their Google search.
1: Now, tell us a little bit about this keyword search. Now, you know, as you've, you've explained, you basically, you... You determine what keywords that you want to focus on. And then you're going to go ahead and sign up for those keywords. Now, on a pay per click model, um, can you talk about the differences in pricing for more popular keyword searches? Or for example, let's say that you're in a very, um, highly uh, competitive market with a lot of properties that you're competing with. Does that, uh, you know, um, change the pricing per click model that they charge you for, or does it have any impact?
3: Yeah, absolutely. The market is what really drives the the cost per click. So for example, the the keywords for apartments in Sanger might vary from, you know, a dollar fifty to two dollars max cost per click. Where apartments in downtown LA, you're gonna see cost per clicks from seven, maybe ten dollars, depending on if you wanna be number one in every search. That also is that has, is that, is that, that because different.
1: let's say for example in this context like Sanger Texas is like you know a kind of a secondary market in a, in kind of a smaller uh, metro area or a suburban area and and of course obviously downtown LA is about as as urban as you can get is so is that the reason why there's such a big delta between price uh, per click uh, mm-hmm. in those two areas.
3: Yeah, it's the size of the market and there's literally an apartment community at every corner. So having 20 different competitors is what ends up driving that cost per click versus if you are in an area that is not as urbanized and you maybe have two or three competitors, there's plenty of advertising space for the three of you to share versus there's 20 apartment buildings competing to be number one. And that's what ends up driving up that cost per click.
1: So if I'm, if I'm an apartment owner out there, Brianna, and I'm, you know, I might be listening to this episode and I might be saying, Hey, you know what? I'm actually kind of suffering uh, a little bit with, with traffic. Um, what are some, some basic recommendations that you could give, uh, to, to listeners out there in terms of what they should do to, to, uh, to use Google ads or Google business listings to maximize their traffic?
3: Yeah. So we can start with Google my business since that one is free that. So not everyone is taking advantage of all the features within Google My Business. And if you, you know, we have an example of one that a community that is using all the features versus one that is not, you'll see the one that uses all the features takes up the entire Google ads or the Google search page versus one that's not taking up all the features. It's a tiny little box on the rest of the page, which then allows other sources to take up that traffic. So number one, making the most of your Google My Business. So that's ensuring that you have your description, you have your photos on there, that you have an appointment link, that you have added products, which is on the back end. It's called a product where you can put your floor plans or other images within that, that you're doing posting as well, which is free. On there, and that post stays active on your Google My Business listing. So, all of those features taking advantage of that because it is a free source. We then have with Google Ads, we always want to start with search. So, if you have a smaller budget, we want to start off with search. That's where your more qualified traffic is coming from because they are actively going on google.com and they're searching for apartments in. Downtown LA or apartments in Sanger or wherever your community is located. So you always want to start off with search. Typically, if we are presented with, here's our budget, what's your recommendation? We'll say 80% of the budget is going to go to your search campaign. It's your more qualified traffic. It's also your more expensive traffic, right? Depending on the location and the keywords that we're bidding on. We then. So, so just a- for
1: example. For example, just to jump in here. So if I come to you and I've got a property, let's say it's a 200 unit property, and I want to spend a budget of $1,000 for Google ads, you're recommending that about 800 bucks or 80% of that $1,000 spend be dedicated to Google search ads. Is that what you're saying?
3: Correct. So it'd be going after those search keywords. And it's not just the keywords for apartments in where your community is located, but it can be apartments near nearby cities, right? Or nearby neighborhoods that are desirable and you want to pick up that traffic or pet friendly apartments, or you're doing specific to major employers, right? Apartments near Amazon headquarters or whatever it may be. So that is what we would use that search traffic for or that paid advertising for search we would then use the rest of those funds for display so with that i was mentioning we have the display network that shows your ads on websites youtube channels apps so if you're on let's say weather.com and you're seeing those banner ads on the side that's the google display network and well the- yeah
1: sorry, uh, one thing I, I I do want to mention here and and I and I hope you don't take offense to this, but i I have worked with you uh, and I know you to be a big uh, data geek. You are very good about knowing your data and really using the data to adjust your marketing strategy. And I think for all the listeners out there, the other piece of this is, and what I learned by working with you, which was very valuable, is that where you start <clears throat> with your marketing spend, is really just a starting point that you'll use to fine-tune from there and adjust from there. So can you talk a little bit about the process of, okay, let's say that I turn on the green light and I say, hey, Brianna, go for it. Let's let's get the $1,000 a month spend for Google Ads because I need the traffic. Talk a little bit about what you do um, once you actually turn on that green light and sort of how you use the data to adjust uh, where you're spending the the optimized uh, money that you're, 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 uh, you're advertising on Google with.
3: Yeah. So with that, we start off, typically we don't, especially when we're barely launching a campaign, we don't want to make any major changes for at least you know 30 to 60 days. But we do want to start to pivot based off of trends and the data that is coming in on that. So first of all, when you're running Google Ads campaigns, you want to ensure you have conversion tracking set up. For us, what we consider a conversion is either a phone call or an email lead, basically any action that's leading to an actual lead on your end. So from that, we're able to then determine, okay, this keyword or this ad or this campaign is the one that's driving these phone calls that are coming in or driving these email leads that are coming in. And we look at that data to make decisions of this keyword isn't working, it's not producing any conversions, let's pause it that allows the spend to focus on the keywords that are producing those conversions and give you a better ROI. So that will then bring down your average cost per conversion and really make the most of your funds to get you more of that qualified traffic.
1: So if I can kind of replay that, you know, like let's say that I'm starting off with my $1000 spend and I've got a, an apartment property in Sanger, you know, we we may decide to do a couple dif- different keyword searches, maybe you know, apartments near me, uh, maybe we'll pick another a neighboring city apartments in Denton, or maybe we'll even p- pick a competitor's property. So, like if they search for a competitor's name, we may also have a uh, you know a paid uh, pay per click uh, Google search paid ad for that as well. And so, what you're saying is, as we go on over 30 to 60 days, you'll take the data and start to go, oh, the one that's really hitting the best is this particular uh, search, and so and then the one that's not really producing any results is you know this other search and so let's start to deploy more of our spend to the ones that are really hitting and really focus on that cuz that's going to get our most of our bang for a buck and i would imagine that's the same thing with the with the ads that you do as well right so you're creating the content for the ads and i would imagine that you're also looking at the data to see which ads get the most traction is that right
3: Correct. We look at the ads. We're testing. We're always testing different ad copy. You don't want to throw in too many different ads at once. With Google, if one starts to perform better than the other, they're automatically going to start to favor that one and show it. Then you don't get the most data from the other ads that are running. So having, let's say, three or four at a time and then slowly starting to switch those out. Okay, this was the lowest performer. Let's throw this one in and testing that way with the ad copy and the same goes with as we are saying with keywords campaigns as a whole if this competitors campaign is doing better than our nearby city campaign we'll reallocate funds and and do it that way now you're not always adding in funds you're just reallocating and having those funds go to what's performing the best
0: you found a great apartment property in Dallas-Fort Worth. It shows a lot of promise, but it needs some work. If you're looking for an expert renovation and construction management partner to help you transform your property into a vibrant community where people want to live, go to RenovateForProfit.com to find out how you can hire Velo Residential and start investing with confidence.
1: So, you know, Brianna, we're 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 getting towards the end of the show here. We want to we want to start wrapping up a little bit here. So, look, if there is a, a listener out there that's 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 um, that's you know really appreciating this this talk about how to get more traffic, what would you give them as your number one piece of advice on how to build a a really effective uh, marketing strategy for getting traffic going at their property when they really need it?
3: My advice would be. If you have the marketing budget, put it all into your Google ads, you're going to get that traffic that goes directly to your website. From there, you want to focus on your main search campaign. That's going to be where you are located. So apartments in, we'll just keep with Sanger apartments in Sanger, depending on search volume. So depending on how many people are actually searching for those terms, that's a factor as well you want to put your focus in on search, especially let's say if you have a small amount for advertising, start off with search. And then as your advertising budget grows, you can add on display, which includes retargeting ads. So those ads will follow people around the internet after they visited your community website. That's another way to help recapture that traffic and bring them back to convert.
1: Is that where like, if I search for a pair of shoes, on Amazon, then, like, I've noticed, like, magically, I'll get like a, a, a pop up of that same parachute on, like on some side. other site. Is that, that what you mean by, by um, a tagging sort of mechanism?
3: Yes, that's exactly how the retargeting works. You have that tag on your website, and anyone that visits your website, you can then follow around the internet and just pursue them and try and recapture them. You can have the difference in, you know, follow them for 30 days, 60, 90, you can set that time limit. But that's the retargeting ads there. And they're typically about 10, 15 cents cost per click. So a lot cheaper than the search campaign. But once again, it's following those that have already ended up on your site versus finding new prospects, which would be on the search network.
1: Wow, that's amazing. So. So, Brianna, you know, gosh, I have to give a personal plug for you and Resident 360, your company. Um, they are, you guys are a digital marketing agency that specializes in, um, you know, multifamily. Uh, and, and you guys are really good at what you do. But if anybody's out there listening and they like what they're hearing and they may actually be wanting to hire a, a, a great set of pro professionals like you guys, um, how could they reach out to Resident 360?
3: Yeah, you can reach out to either go to our website, resident360.com and fill out the form there, or you can reach out to me. My email is brianna at resident360.com.
1: That's Brianna with two N's.
3: Two N's, yes. B-R-I-A-N-N-A at resident360.com.
1: That's awesome. Well, Brianna, thank you so much for sharing your expert knowledge and how to get more traffic into your multifamily properties. And for all you listeners out there, When you get more traffic at your property, well, you're going to operate for a lot more profit and you're going to have a lot less stress. Thanks a lot for listening.
0: Take care. Thanks for listening to the Operate for Profit Real Estate Podcast with J.C. Castillo. If you're an apartment owner in Dallas, Fort Worth, and you're looking for a property management partner that can help you make more money with less stress, go to operateforprofit.com to find out how you can hire Velo Residential. And if you like what you're hearing, be sure to leave us a five-star review on Apple iTunes.